Consider owning a Cruise Planners American Express travel franchise. A low-cost, turnkey opportunity. Cruise Planners provides everything you need to grow your business right from the start. No experience is necessary. Visit CruisePlannersFranchise.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? I'm Doug Parker. Don't forget you can subscribe to our cruise updates at CruiseRadio.net. So if you didn't know this, uh, Matt and I actually work at a country radio station here in Jacksonville, Florida, and the country community lost a legend on Friday morning. George Jones uh, passed away, so our thoughts are certainly with his family uh, during this time. On this show, we do have physician's assistant Ed McDonough. He'll be with us talking all about norovirus and answering your questions on how to avoid it and everything you need to know. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. What's up, bud? Hey, Doug. Big news out of the Royal Caribbean camp. It looks like a navigator of the seas is going to have a new home. But before she goes to her new home, she's going to be revitalized. Is that correct? Well, what's very exciting is that uh, they're going to take Navigator of the Seas and base it year-round starting this fall or you know, starting this winter in Galveston, Texas, year-round. So this is really very good news for Galveston that they're going to get a Royal Caribbean ship uh, based there year-round. But what's truly exciting about this announcement, Doug, is that um, the ship is going to go into dry dock, and when she comes out of this, you know, call it Oasis-style uh, revitalization, mm-hmm. This will be the first of the five Voyager-class ships that will have a flow rider installed. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it's going to be very interesting. I, well, you could, you could bet the farm that the uh, miniature golf course that's on the top deck in the back is gone. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only place that they'll be able to put it, and they're probably going to have to extend it out just a bit in order to accommodate the, the flow riders. Right now, the only ships that have flow rider are the Freedom class and Oasis class. Is correct. that correct? Yeah. Okay. So there's only five ships that have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quantum of the Seas, of course, will have it. Right. But uh, of the older ships, this will be the first ones to actually get it. This will be the first ship to, uh, to debut the virtual balconies that they announced that are going to be on Quantum of the Seas. So actually, Navigator is going to get it first. Oh, so we'll be able to see what the quantum rooms are going to look like from Navigator then. Yeah. Oh, cool. Pretty, uh, it's, it's pretty exciting. And on the subject of Royal Caribbean, Enchantment of the Seas is now year-round out of Port Canaveral doing three- and four-night Bahamas cruises. Now, is that a big move, or is that just replacing the Monarch of the Seas that retired last month? Enchantment of the Seas uh, you know, was, was in Baltimore and was switched out uh, by um, Grandeur of the Seas. So Enchantment is now going to be in uh, Canaveral, which was kind of surprising that they didn't take the newer ship and down to Miami and switch it with Majesty this season, move Majesty up there. Yeah, so that just shows you, you know, how important um, you know the Port Canaveral market is to Royal. Carnival Breeze is going to be featured on the popular Travel Channel show Trip Flip. What's this all about? Well, they're going to have a, an episode uh, that's coming up, and uh, you know they have a couple from Austin, Texas. And uh, they surprised them with a six-night cruise on Carnival Breeze. Uh, so that'll take them to uh, you know the, the Caribbean and uh, give them an, an idea of what the you know cruising is all about. There you go. All right. What else do we have? Carnival Cruise Lines pledges an additional five million dollars to St. Jude's. That's cool. Oh, here we go. A barge explosion on the Mobile River happened last week. Now this was kind of close to Carnival Triumph, who's currently uh, over there in Mobile. Was it affected in any way? 
Well, it's actually at the cruise terminal, Doug, mm-hmm. and a barge nearby at the shipyard um, essentially exploded and caused uh, some, you know, some major explosions. So, in order to, you know, protect uh, everyone on board the ship, they did evacuate uh, everybody off, and then, you know, within a few hours, everyone was able to get back on. But, uh, you know, this kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, that Chris Crocker guy. Oh who, yes, uh, the leave Britney alone guy. Yeah, please leave leave Carnival <laughs> Triumph alone. Oh, yeah. How can we forget that guy? So Disney Magic is going to start offering enhanced experiences to their guests. Um, what are we going to see here? Well, the Disney Magic, which was the first of the Disney ships uh, to have been introduced, is going to be getting her own uh, major uh, overhaul. I mean, they've, they've redone it a couple of times, but this is going to be uh, significant. So, I mean, you could uh, you know, bet the farm they've got a uh, you know, major amount of uh, pixie dust they're going to be tossing on this one. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, there, I mean, the Mickey pool is going to be completely uh, redesigned. It's not going to look anything like it. The water slides uh, are going to be, you know, the water slide is going to be completely redone. They're going to have a new grand atrium, children's area, essentially of, they called it superhero proportions. So it'll be a, they're going to have a three-story water slide. They're going to have a spa to stimulate the senses. So it's, you know, they're going to have a lot of neat things, but they're also going to have the superhero icons from their recently acquired Marvel, you know, you know the Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so right. They have they own them now. They own it now. So this is going to be integrated onto the ship and essentially into the fab- fabric that uh, you know what the ship is all about. So they really want to get into the storytelling and really make these different experiences interwoven into the Disney experience to provide really a, a quite a, a unique uh, experience for their passengers. You know what I'm wondering with Disney owning Marvel, what is that going to do with Universal Studios? Who knows? I mean, I, I, I would assume they, they have, you know, a very ironclad uh, agreement to keep that, uh, you know, as far as whatever they have. I mean, you're not going to be able to move Super, uh, Spider-Man uh, over, but I guess they're going to have the uh, ability to have different, um, you know, superheroes or, or present it in a different way. But uh, it is it is going to be interesting. Got a listener question from our Facebook page, facebook.com slash cruise radio. It's from Mark in Rochester, New York. He asks, he asks, I want to take an Alaska cruise this summer. However, I'm confused. Should I board in Seattle or Vancouver? Well, I, I, to me, that's an easy one, Doug. If you're just doing if you're just doing the cruise and you're not doing a land tour, I would strongly recommend going into Seattle because the difference in the airfare alone could save you 30 to 50 percent. Oh, wow. Which is, which is significant. There's going to be more ships doing the seven-night round trip out of Seattle than the seven-night round trip um, out of uh, Vancouver. But, uh, you know, if you do want to do a one-way between Vancouver and Anchorage, I mean, there, it's, it's, uh, it's a really neat experience up, up in Anchorage. You know, uh, you know, an old town on the frontier, and, and you can go spend a couple days and take the trains uh, between Anchorage and uh, where the ships are in either Whittier or Seward, you know, depending on which cruise line that you take. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, if you're just looking to make things simple and keep the costs down, Round Trip Seattle is by far your best option. And a lot of the prices uh, for Alaska on those seven day runs are, are on the way down. Very informative as always. Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. Thanks, man. Hey, pleasure. Cruise Radio News. Now trending at cruiseradio.net. Everybody has a story. Joe Wilder's story was of a busy medical professional putting in 80 hours a week at a stressful job before deciding to trade it in for a fun-filled life of travel. With my love of travel and, and my I love to plan my friends' travel. I looked at all the different companies that are out there, 
cruise planners could not have been a better, better choice for me. Of course, all cruise planners' travel advisors have something in common. They all decided to choose a different path, follow their passion, and write their own story. What's your story? To find out about turning your love of travel into a fun, flexible, home-based career, visit cruiseplannersfranchise.com or call 888-582-2150. Learn more about the franchise that's been voted number one in travel by Entrepreneur Magazine for 10 years in a row. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or better? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being. And they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website. And they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now. TripInsurance.com. Joining us now on Cruise Radio is our medical correspondent, physician's assistant, Ed McDonough, calling us from his cell phone as he's getting off work from his practice. Ed, welcome to Cruise Radio, my friend. Thanks, Doug. I love being here. Hey, man. I'm glad to have you. We haven't, it's been, uh, it's been almost two years since we talked to you about norovirus, and we just kind of do, uh, every once in a while when cruise season gets kicked in the full gear, kind of want to talk about it a little bit more to get the listeners kind of informed of what norovirus is and what it can do to you or how it can sometimes ruin your vacation. We don't like that, though. So, Ed, first off, what is norovirus? Norovirus is just that. It's a virus. It's a group of viruses that causes the stomach flu. And there are all sorts of viruses that can do this, and this is just one, one in particular, but it can be fairly, fairly devastating. The symptoms uh, can be fairly severe or non-existent. They're more severe in the elderly and kids, uh, but in you know, kind of the general population, I guess I would say, relatively young, healthy people, they may have little to no symptoms. Let me ask you this then. How can someone contract the norovirus? Uh, mostly by direct contact. It's usually spread by like the fecal route, so people that, that don't use good hygiene, don't wash their hands after going to the bathroom, that kind of thing, and then may do food preparation or touch counter spaces or that type of thing. So dirty people walking around the ship is basically who's spreading this norovirus. That is true. However, if any of you have been cruising lately, you'd notice that they have a lot of uh, hand sanitizers entering almost every food center. You know, you also notice this, too. I mean, even before you board the ship, before you actually step inside the atrium, they're squirting your hand when you're coming off the gangway. Yes, absolutely. And actually, going into some of the dining rooms, they actually have somebody posted there 
to make sure that you use the hand sanitizer. They do their best to combat it, but I guess, you know, it's it's going to happen. I mean, and it's not just something that happens at sea, right? It's everywhere, correct? It is everywhere. It's, it's more prevalent in confined spaces. Mm-hmm. So hotels, uh, nursing homes, um, cruise ships, that type of thing. You know, here in Jackson, we had a, a country concert a couple of weeks ago, and I was the driver for the uh, one of the country artists that were here. And believe it or not, um, their whole band got sick at the hotel, and they all got treated and all this, and it was norovirus. It was interesting because people only think that norovirus happens on cruise ships. It goes to show you that this whole band and crew got sick from norovirus at a hotel. Absolutely. And interestingly, it can actually be contagious um, for up to three days after the symptoms have resolved, or you may have a real low case of it and you don't have any symptoms, and yet you can still be contagious. So how is norovirus treated then? It depends on the severity of the symptoms. I mean, someone that has, you know, little or no symptoms, there's really not a whole lot to do. The symptoms are nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. Diarrhea is usually more in adults. The nausea and vomiting is more prevalent in kids. You can have a low-grade fever. You can have stomach cramps, fatigue, malaise, kind of body aches. And again, you can have any combination of these or, or none at all. The biggest concern is dehydration. And the people that are more susceptible, again, are the elderly or the, the young kids or those that are uh, immunocompromised. And if the symptoms are fairly severe, fluid intake is the biggest thing. You have to be able to keep fluids down. If you can, great. If you can't, sometimes you end up being admitted to the hospital for IV uh, fluids. Very interesting to know. We do have a question for you from Facebook. Billy from Moline, Illinois asks, what are your professional tips to avoid norovirus on a cruise ship? Using the hand sanitizers, washing hands. Um, You should wash your hands after you contact uh, counters, um, rails, before you eat, after you go to the bathroom. That's real important. Um, if you know someone that's sick, try to stay away from them. Encourage them to stay away from others as well. Nor, not a whole lot of treatment that can be done. Uh, and, you know, antibiotics don't work. Uh, it's a virus. Antibiotics only work on uh, bacterial infections. So this is something that just has to run its course. Normally, it's short-lived. Normally, it doesn't last more than two or three days. The uh, point uh, where you, you become contagious right at the onset, uh, or effect, I should say, maybe two to three days before you get the, the disease. But again, it's usually fairly short-lived. Um, it, it, and if you get it, pretty much all you can do is, is hydration and try to avoid giving it to somebody else. And are there any long-term effects from norovirus? Only if you die. <laughs> yeah. So basically, once it's out of your system, you have your diarrhea, your vomiting and all that, your weakness and uh, fever. Once it's out of your system, it's out pretty much. That is correct. And we typically don't, you know, for the diarrhea, for example, the vomiting, we don't give you medication to prevent that because we want you to get it out of your system as well. Well, I was going to ask you, at your practice, do you see a lot of land-based norovirus cases come in? I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, there are tests that you can do to check for the norovirus. You can check the stool and send it to the lab. Mm-hmm. But the majority of the time it's based on symptoms. Um, I, I see a number of patients that I would say have the stomach flu. I rarely would actually diagnose it as norovirus. It could very well be, but sometimes it's difficult to determine whether it's true stomach flu, you know, uh, uh, food poisoning, um, you know, or, or just a viral, a different kind of viral infection. So I wouldn't say that I necessarily would diagnose norovirus, mm-hmm. but I would tell you that, that probably a number of them have been.
We have one more question for you, Ed, on norovirus. This is from Jason from Twitter. He's over in Salt Lake City, Utah. He asks, how long does it take for the symptoms of norovirus to appear? Usually two to three days uh, once you're exposed to it. And again, because the, the severity can be so variable, sometimes it can be hard to say. Mm-hmm. You know, you can actually get it and, and not show any symptoms at all. So if, you're, you know, if you have any question about exposure, the best thing to do is to, to avoid people for two or three, four days until it's kind of out of your system. And, and, and again, the other thing to that is that uh, you can be contagious for up to three days. You can still shed the, the virus in your stool for up to three days after your symptoms have resolved. And, of course, if you're on a sailing and you think you remotely may have a symptom of norovirus, please, please, please go to the infirmary so you don't spread your virus around the ship. That's right, Ed, right? Oh, absolutely. And they probably would, you know, watch over you to give you anything that you might need, help you with fluids, you know, watch over your care, make sure that you didn't get too sick to to be able to eat or drink, that kind of thing, and also help you to keep away from some of the other passengers. He is the Cruise Radio Medical Correspondent, Physician's Assistant Ed McDonough. Ed, my friend, thank you so much for spending time with me on your way home tonight and being on Cruise Radio. You are quite welcome. I enjoy your show and love to cruise. All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget, we have an app. It's free for iPhone users, only 99 cents for Detroit users. Simply search Cruise Radio Live in your smartphone app store. Be sure to subscribe to our cruise updates at cruiseradio.net. Just put your email in the box in the upper right-hand corner of the website. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is recorded weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Download the Cruise Radio app. Hear Cruise Radio on TuneIn Radio, the Stitcher Radio Network, the Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, CruiseAddicts.com, and on our website at CruiseRadio.net. Follow Cruise Radio on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, and Tumblr. For advertising opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.